Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. E Nation, how's it going? We're here with Harrison Bucker, kicker of the Kansas City Chiefs. Harrison, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you doing? Doing great. Chris, fellow podcaster, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Harrison, welcome to the 4th Down Experience podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, no, Harrison, I mean, you're coming off what's, you know, arguably uh, one of the best rookie seasons for kicker ever. Um, you know, made all rookie team. A fantastic field goal percentage, 38 out of 42. You know, a lot of great kicks. You know, uh, kind of talk about, you know, where you are right now in life. You know, how, how are you feeling? Feeling well. Uh, pretty good. You know, the season was just like a whirlwind. You know, it went by so fast. It's crazy to hear those stats and, and the fact that I'm even in the NFL. You know, that was always a, a dream of mine in college and um, – talking to one of your previous guys on the podcast, Will Lutz, the Saints kicker, you know, the past two years, just kicking together with him. I saw him achieve the dream, go to the NFL. Um, we were working together uh, before my rookie season to get ready. And now it's like, we're both in there. We've been training together. So it's just kind of funny that we both have made it, but it still doesn't seem real. You know, it was really amazing getting in there, getting an opportunity um, just to, just to be able to start and kind of show people what, what I know I can do. And so now this off season, you know, I've, I've taken a, a decent break. I've gotten married and now I'm getting back into it, trying to improve on what I've already done and, you know, have a even better season next year. Nice. The married life. Uh, congrats on that. First and foremost. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You know, it's uh, it was a big deal for us to get married. I've known her since, since high school and she's been with me along the way. So glad we awesome. could tie the knot and make it official. Well done. I mean, Chris has two kids. I have one kid. We're married. So I, I always ask Chris and, you know, he was a punter and I was I was a kicker. So I always ask a fellow specialist about what's it like having the second kid come along. Cause that's happened for me. So if you ever have any questions about parenting or anything, just don't hesitate. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Um, yeah. Hey, you mentioned something about Will Lutz. Uh, did you guys get to kick together um, like in high school at all or compete against each other at any like Coles camps or anything like that? Um. Not in high school. We competed at some Coles kicking camps when we were in college, nice. but mainly just training together. He'd come to the Georgia Tech indoor. I'd go to Georgia State. So it was good competition always when we were together. and We could bounce ideas off each other. Hey, that's great. Well, Harrison, again, we're excited to have you on. Um, as a fan of the game, it was fun to follow your season. Um, and then actually – kind of see, see you grow your career start off in, in the brand of the butt kicker brand, which we'd love to talk about here in a bit, but uh, let's let our audience get to know you just a little bit. So where are you from originally? And, and uh, you know, how'd you get into kicking really? <clears throat> yeah, I'm from Decatur, Georgia. Um, grew up a Georgia tech basketball fan uh, in 2004 when they went to the national championship game <laughs> against UConn. So grew up a Georgia tech uh, fan, basketball fan mainly, and then kind of, got into football a little bit. I wasn't a huge football fan. I played soccer and basketball growing up, but it wasn't until sophomore year when I actually started um, kicking. 
but Georgia Tech was always kind of like in the back of my head. They were the hometown team close by to the house and stayed close to home and was able to kick there for four years. Nice. So um, did you initially play soccer? Yeah, I grew up playing soccer. That was my first love and then started playing basketball around maybe first, second grade, something like that. But started playing soccer when I was super young. Gotcha. We did a little research on you and we saw that you won a couple state titles and, and then the football coach discovered you. Uh, like, tell us about that story. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I played tuba in the band starting in sixth grade and played all throughout high school. Nice. But when I was a freshman, I joined the, the high school band and the senior tuba player was actually the starting kicker, which I didn't know. And he kind of watched me play um, my freshman season. I was on the varsity team and, you know, this was in the spring of my freshman year. And he was like, you know, like I'm graduating, they need a new kicker. Like you should go out and try out. And I was like, you know, I might as well go do it. Um, you know, everybody, I didn't go to a huge school. So everybody kind of played football. The guys in my grade played football. And I was like, you know, I, I might as well give it a shot. I wasn't a huge football fan at the time, but I love to, to kick soccer ball. So I was going to try it with footballs. Uh, went out there and did well. And, you know, Coach Romberg said, you can come join the team if you'd like. So I did. And then sophomore year, I just did kickoffs. There was actually another kicker that joined the team as well. He was uh, a rising senior when he joined. So he was a senior and I was a sophomore. I did kickoffs and he punted and did field goals. And then junior and senior year, I did all three kickoffs, field goals, and punts. Nice. Uh, you, you referenced soccer. We've talked about soccer a little bit. You know, obviously, the majority of us played soccer growing up uh, before we got into kicking. I, I like to ask this question to a lot of guys, just out of curiosity, because you're a taller guy. Um, with soccer, what position did you play? Uh, center defender. So nice. Didn't score a ton of goals, but I'd go up on like corner kicks and stuff and get some then. Cool. Did you did you realize that your height was an advantage when when you correlated over to um, kicking and punting? Definitely knew it was an advantage on kickoffs. Um, that was that's kind of been the best thing that I've been able to do. Even now, I think our kickoffs, you know, just being able to uh, have that lever and, and swing through the football, and it helped with punting. Although naturally, I think uh, I don't I don't do as well punting the football, but kickoffs definitely a huge advantage with that. Nice. So Harrison, a fellow trumpeter on this end of the podcast here, so uh, nice. we can talk band someday. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So. You said your fellow bandmate was the, uh, was the kicker and he was trying to get you going. Uh, what was your journey like as you started to get into kicking? Because, you know, I found that a lot of soccer guys who get into kicking, it's kind of a new experience. They like it. What was your journey like in high school as a kicker? You know, what would you do to build confidence and just get going into it? And uh, just tell us your process there. Yeah, well, I was really lucky to have a kicking coach at our high school, so he kind of started me with all of the basic fundamentals mm -hmm. of kicking. And then I started going to a couple camps when I was, um, I guess, after my sophomore year, I went to a camp, and it was really cool. I'd never seen that many kickers before. I was able to just watch them and kind of judge where I was at amongst them and just really went out with my dad that whole summer getting ready for the season and did very well my junior year and that's kind of when I was getting ranked and uh, went to a, the Coles kicking camp and got ranked second behind uh, Daniel Carlson who I know was on the podcast mm -hmm. so we were one and two um, there but you know it's a it's a struggle in high school to to get that information now it's so more it's uh, much more available you know kicking just growing and growing mm -hmm. but uh, I was soaking in as much as I could and you know there's a there's a, definitely a big adjustment from 
kicking a soccer ball to kicking a football. You know, I, I struggled with crunching and I'm still working on staying upright and mm-hmm. things like that, that you kind of have to get rid of those bad habits from soccer. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that's, what's nice about having these camps. I mean, there's just so many good resources, you know, 17, 18 years ago when I graduated in high school, you know, there was only one kicking camp in the South and that was Carol White. Have you heard of her before? No, I have not. Okay. And she, she did a lot of stuff in Georgia and, and she doesn't do anything anymore now, but I mean, Jamie Cole does a great job. I mean, there's a lot, there's so many kicking coaches out there, but so when you got in that experience at those camps and you had 250, 300 kids around you, you know, how did that help you with the pressure situations when you started translating over to to college? Oh, it was great. You go to those camps and they put you in situations where everybody's watching you and you have to perform well. And then hopefully when you get to the fall and you're, uh, kicking a potential game winner you know you feel a lot uh more comfortable it's also good gauging yourself you get you get confidence you're able to talk with guys and see where they're at and get some tips here and there but definitely being able to recreate that pressure that you're going to experience on game day um is very valuable so harrison uh you talked about the pressure that those camps gave you and building confidence you eventually went on to Georgia Tech, which, which you know, your hometown and the, and the Kansas City fans know about. And, and to the, the newer listeners, to get to know you a little bit, what was your experience like being at, at Georgia Tech? Because you definitely finished out on a high note, uh, becoming their all-time leading scorer. So what was the experience like playing at that level? Because as you know, every level you, you gain, the pressure builds a little bit. So, so what was that experience like for you? Yeah, well, the biggest transition between – uh, kicking in high school and then kicking in college is I wouldn't say it's the the pressure or the the stadium sizes the biggest the hardest thing for me was kicking off of the ground you know when I was coming out not a lot of guys even seniors weren't really kicking off the ground I mean my senior year I was kicking off a half inch or something but mm-hmm. I don't think I developed well enough going into my freshman year of college I just kind of got thrown in there my I don't know what my percentage was but it wasn't great and then I think I just I kept improving. I had the kick against Georgia my sophomore year to go to overtime. Um, that was a big pressure kick that luckily I made. And then it was just like every year I felt like I got better. And then finally my senior year, it was great to end on a high note with the Tax Slayer Bowl and going four for four, I think, on field goals and then getting the invite to the, the combine, I think, because of that game. But it was a slow, like, learning curve with kicking off the ground I think for me, and, you know, obviously I'm still getting better and improving with it, but I think for for young kickers to be able to kick off the ground at a younger age is definitely going to help you if you're looking to play in college or the NFL. Yeah, you mentioned the half-inch tee. I mean, like, Chris and I, when we run these little camps and trainings, and we've had some big camps too, we're we're so envious of kickers having that half-inch tee. So so you said you got to experience that half-inch tee? Yeah, you know, I was trying to kick basically – kick off the ground to prepare myself for college but with high school fields you never know what the Mm -hmm. the ground or the grass is going to be so i'd kind of put that there to help i guess put the ball on a better surface and then it also helped the holder to have like a a black area where they could kind of put the ball down on but um yeah i mean some fields were so bad i had to go to a one inch tee you know right yeah you have to kind of go back and forth and we've we have kickers and you've been at the camps too even as a counselor i mean some of these guys, they'll, they'll use a two-inch, and they'll go to the ground, then a one-inch, and their hips just get off kilter. But I, I had a question for you just for the kickers that are listening, punters as well. Um, did you have a particular hash that you like? And if, if you have a hash that you don't like, what did you do to, to make it better? 
I'm trying to think. I think I've gone back and forth. Um, I think naturally my ball tails a little bit to the left. Mm -hmm. And so I think actually probably right hash I do better because, you know, right now I'm aiming down the middle, but I think I used to aim kind of like right middle if I was on that right hash. I knew the ball was just kind of got kind of curve in. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd probably say the right hash I prefer, but nice. ideally I prefer kicking in the middle. Nice. So how did that play into the 33-yard extra points? Did You know, you guys get to choose where you want the ball. So what did you do when you were playing with the Chiefs? Yeah, so – I've been kicking down the middle the entire time. I felt like I wouldn't consistently miss hit a ball either left or like, you know, some guys like not to throw names around, but like they'll consistently either pull a ball left or, or slice it right or something. So that's why if they're pulling it left. They'll be on the right hash. If they're slicing it right and they're right for the kicker, they're on the left hash. Mm -hmm. I just thought some days it's going left. Sometimes it's going right. I just played it safe going in the middle. Um, and Dustin Colquitt is a great holder, and he's been able to help me with everything. So I, I trusted him because a lot of guys like to be on those hashes so the holder can put the ball on, like, the edge of the hash. So it kind of makes the kicker feel better knowing, like, the ball's going to be put down on that spot every single time on the, the edge of the line that's on the hash. Harrison, this will beat me a moment, but uh, when I was in high school transitioning into college as a kicker, I had the two-inch, and then I went straight to the ground. And barely kick, you know, there were barely kicking coaches around the U.S. like there are today. But I probably spent the whole summer learning to get from a two inch to the ground, uh, getting ready for college when I was back in the day. So uh, I was envious of the guys, but, you know, the, the growth of the skill of kicking just keeps getting better. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a difficult transition. And I think a lot of guys, when they're young, they're like, oh, I can just figure it out and do it. And you're like, you don't realize that it's a completely different motion when you're you're making contact with the ball and your plant foot's in a different spot. So it's definitely a difficult transition to make. Well, hey, Harrison, kind of speaking about this before we get into the pro talks and your pro career, um, you know, uh, you have a fantastic website. Uh, it's buttkicker7.com. And, and one thing that I love about the, the website is the five tips for kickers. You know, hey, talk, yeah. Can you talk about that just for a little bit? Yeah, so I wanted to kind of come up with um, with a quick couple of tips, especially mentally, to help kickers because I feel like the, the physical uh, tips of, of kicking, like where your plant foot should be and where you should contact the ball um, with your foot, I mean, that's pretty, like, widely known. But mm -hmm. I think uh, a lot of uh, coaches and at camps, you know, I think – maybe an area where they could do better is talking about the mental aspect. And that's something where I think I've really flourished to make pressure kicks and to stay focused throughout a game or a season is the mental side of it. So yeah, I kind of made those five kicks and also I have uh, five tips. And I also got a lot of requests from young kickers about what they could do to become better. I just figured I might as well put this out there and, and um, if anything, if they, if they're not being able to get the physical tips, they can get at least get some of those mental tips that have helped me be successful that's one thing that i really liked about it to be honest with harrison is it wasn't like there were so many physical things like for me like as a kicking coach i would have you know quite a few physical things as far as you know foot placement and things of that nature alignment etc i really liked how you have a different spin on it and it's more of like the mental side of the things like you've noted and i, I think the viewers you guys need to check it out again it's buttkicker7.com it's really valuable information that harrison has provided and there's not a whole lot of NFL kickers that are doing really cool stuff like this. Um, and so I think you guys need to check it out. 
Yeah, I would suggest that too. I mean, that'll help take your game to the next level. That's something that's really helped me this uh, rookie year and even my senior year. Like that was kind of the difference between my lower percentages, freshman, sophomore, junior, and then going on to senior year of college and now freshman year. So, you know, the idea is to never be complacent. So it's always improved. But um, the mental side of the game has, has really helped me get better, take my game to the next level. I think now we want to transition a little bit of a pro talk. So, Chris, I think you have a question. It looks like you're ready. Yeah, so Harrison, you know, as we're talking here, I, I'm reflecting back. I remember following you your senior year, your final year here at, uh, at Georgia Tech. You had some great momentum going. You ended, you're in the all-bowl team. Uh, you were invited to the combine. What was that journey like, and, and, and how did that kind of line things up for you, uh, you know, leading up to the draft? I remember Coach Johnson telling me when I got the invite for the combine, and that was just, I mean, that completely blew my mind, the fact that I got an invite there because I wasn't a, I wasn't on the Luke Rosa watch list. I wasn't getting All-American honors. Um, but I think, I guess, there were some coaches that wanted to see me perform at the Combine. So I just took that as a great opportunity to show my skill set, and I went there, and I thought I did very well showing off the kickoffs and then consistency on field goals. But, man, it's a tough, it's a tough couple of days for those guys. I feel for them. You know, this year, uh, watching all the guys that were at the combine, I mean, it's extremely stressful. You have to be on your A game 24-7. There's coaches around uh, at all points of the day. I know we had a 4 a.m. drug test. I mean, you just got to make sure you're on it. You're showing up on time. You're, uh, they'll see if you're a guy of good character or not. You know, they'll see right through that. But tons of interviews, and obviously you got to perform well when, it, uh, when the lights are on and they're watching. Absolutely. It sounds like everyone kind of has their own unique experience. Um, you know, obviously Chris and I didn't have that opportunity, but it's really cool to hear – everyone's unique experience and, and what happened at the combine um this obviously led to the draft um you were drafted i mean it's just so rare for for kickers punters snappers to get drafted you know you're the 233rd pick overall seventh round by the panthers uh, what did that feel like describe that experience um i had my family with me we were watching the the tv and i got a call from coach mcgahee with uh with the panthers and he said you know, we're going to take you. And I was like, excuse me. He was like, yeah, we're going to draft you. So, nice. you know, it was very, it was very emotional for me. And then to see my, my name go across the screen and they announced it and everything at the podium, that was amazing. Um, yeah. I put in a lot of work uh, to, to get to the NFL and then to, to get drafted. I mean, truthfully, I, I knew I was good enough to get drafted, but you, you never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And luckily I did. So it was just amazing. It was one of the best days of my life. Awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, it's, it's something that we all dream of or, you know, for younger kids, you know, would dream about and hopefully it happens to them in their life. So so now you're drafted by the Panthers. You were with them in the offseason. Um, you were on their active roster list for, for two weeks. Then you were released, which is something that's very common in our community. Uh, what was the mindset after being released and just that experience and how did you handle it? Yeah, well, first off, as you can see from my story, like getting drafted doesn't mean much. You know, Graham beat me out. We had a great competition. I learned a lot from him. I got beat out, and I was I was on the active roster for two games. I wasn't playing. I didn't dress out. And then I was on practice squad for a week. And um, and then I was just sitting at home. It was after uh, Monday. We had meetings and lifting, and uh, Tuesday was our day off. So it was like Monday evening. I was ready to just relax. And uh, I got the call from my agent, Jordan Hagedorn, and he said the, the Chiefs wanted me to be their kicker. So that evening, I actually flew out to Kansas City and um, got all my tests done in the, in the morning. Then 
Next thing you know, I'm in the Kansas City Chiefs locker room meeting wow. everybody, and I'm like their kicker for Monday Night Football against the Redskins. <laughs> but I felt very prepared coming from Carolina. I felt ready. I felt I, I, I deserved to be one of the 32 kickers in the NFL and uh, just made the most of the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, that's a whirlwind. I mean, you literally go in there and you play in the next day. I mean, how did you control your thoughts? Because, you know, kickers, uh, you know, the stereotype, the stigma – as the whole mental side, you know, they can't handle it. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, how, how were you able to hang in there, and what were your thoughts? How did you approach the day and the game that night? I just didn't overthink it. You know, I, when I went to the Chiefs, I knew there was going to be a Monday night game, and everyone was super excited about that. But I I just tried to remain calm. You know, a, a kick in practice should be the same exact kick as a game winner, you know, on Monday night football. So I tried to stay as calm and cool as I could. Justin Colk helped a lot with that. He's been in the league for forever. He was able to calm me down and just kind of like kind of speak to me with all that veteran wisdom that he has. And then also James Winchester, the snapper. It was, and uh, Coach Tope was very good, the special teams coach there. I'm just like kind of like taking it easy, taking it slow with me. He told me he had full confidence in me and they trusted in me. So I definitely felt that going into the game. And then after I missed my first kick, I probably felt more confident after that than before that because. I almost felt like all the pressure of like, I don't know. I just felt like the pressure was lifted from my shoulders and it was like, I can't do any worse than uh, what I just did. So I guess it kind of called me a little bit and uh, coach Reed and a bunch of the players came up and they were fully supporting me. And then I had a good halftime warm up, and then second half I made two more field goals. And then that's when the, the game winner came up and luckily I got the practice kick for the game yeah. winner and was, um, was able to make the one that actually counted as well. Right, so you know now you're in Kansas City, you're in the Chiefs organization, killing it. What's what's it like in Arrowhead? Talk about Chiefs Kingdom. It's amazing. You know that that stadium is the loudest stadium I've ever been in, from college to any of the NFL away games or preseason games I played in. It's amazing. Those fans are awesome. Some the way the the architecture is, the the sound is just right on top of you. I would hate to be in a away team playing in that stadium, but it's a huge momentum shift for us as the home team. So after I made that kick, it was going crazy. It was awesome. But like night games in Arrowhead, I mean, the, I think they're the best atmosphere I've ever been in. Chris, can you hear us? Yep, I can. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about so that. Harrison, We're good. That's right. Uh, so, Harrison, uh, one of the things kickers at every level are concerned about because they all want to be making field goals uh, is the snap, hold, and kick. How long do you think it took you till you really felt confident with the with the the sink of the snap and the kick and just whole operation over there? You know, it probably was a one or two practices, maybe. But I always like if I'm missing a kick or not hitting it well, because even if it is the operations fault, I always take that um, as my fault. I take ownership of it. So I try not to, you know, play too, uh, give too much mind to the operations going that's going on. Because I think when you start worrying about that and putting blame on that, that's just going to mess up your whole mental game when you're um, out there. But obviously, I mean, we're all professionals. James is a great snapper and Justin is an unbelievable holder. So, they were just like money every time, but you, it's different. You know, every operation is different, but I think when you start to put the ownership on yourself, it kind of takes the the pressure off of, you know, oh, I missed the kick because of the hold or the snap or whatever. I mean, just blame it on yourself. Go to the next one. Yeah, you, you know, and then you come through, you make the big kicks, the kicks that count. Everyone's hyped. You know, Chiefs Kingdom is behind you. They're, they're on your back. 
even your head coach, you know, calls you butt kicker. I mean, so what, the whole butt kicker thing is like very interesting to me. It's I like it. Like I actually want to get a shirt for my three year old son. You know, so like what, <laughs> what has the butt kicker craze been like? It's been a lot. I had that uh, social media handle in high school. And then I had it in college, and, you know, it was a hit. People would call me butt kicker, but <laughs> it wasn't until I got with the Chiefs, and then it's really caught on. I mean, everybody's saying butt kicker, and everybody loves it. So yeah. um, we have the website, buttkicker7.com. It's not buttkicker.com. We had to add the seven in there. <laughs> and we got we got the merchandise. We have socks. We got shirts. Um, we just got some pins, and we have some signed rookie cards. So it's been amazing. Like, we did a signing my – Agent Jordan set up a signing in Kansas City, and a ton of fans came out to be able to meet them in person and then see how, how much they loved Kansas City football and the butt kicker name and all that stuff was amazing. It still seems surreal to me, but, yeah, we got a lot of gear on the website and looking to do some, some giveaways. We did a giveaway a couple months ago, and that was amazing to receive all these emails and just learn about the fans and everything. But, um, yeah, just to be able to give out the gear and just see the, the – the appreciation from the fans and, and really everybody, you know, if they're just a bug kicker fan or whatever, it is amazing. If you're a kicker, punter, or long snapper that's trying to elevate your game at the high school and JUCO level, then make sure to visit nationalkickingrankings.com to visit a camp near you. Yeah, I love the gear. The merchandise is sweet, and I know uh, we want to do some fun stuff, uh, not only with your fans, but with the 4DE Nation fans and, and kickers and punters and snappers and, and parents and coaches and even just the general public, we want to do some giveaways and things of that sort, so definitely be on the lookout. Uh, Chris, I know you're itching with another question. Yeah, Harrison, I just think the stars really aligned for you this rookie year, or you know your first season. Uh, I remember the big kick in your first game there. Uh, then the next week, you went five for five on field goals. I mean, you were your name was buzzing in the headlines. Uh, kept nailing field goals. Just. What was just the overall feel of that rookie season just as a whole? I mean, everything just seemed like it was just flowing for you, even from an outsider's perspective watching you. Yeah, you said it. Everything was just flowing. It's just one of those things where everything was, you know, just clicking from the momentum of hitting that game winner on. You know, it was nice going to an indoor stadium, no wind, nothing like that. And also a night game. I think I always perform better at night games and then going five for five, you know, just having that momentum just carried me, I think the whole season. So it was just crazy. Everything was clicking. Everything was flowing. It's like the best I've ever uh, kicked in my life, but I also put in a ton of hard work the whole off season leading up to it with the, the combine and the workouts after that. So, you know, I just took it very seriously and I'm looking forward to this next off season improving upon that. But again, I think what differentiated this season from, what I was doing in college was the mental game. It was it was the, the focus that I was able to put on kicking and um, being able to block out pressure and noise and everything and just focus on my job and the process of kicking the ball and making the field goal. Yeah, you know, and I just love how the Chiefs' kingdom just they have supported you. You know, they, they've welcomed you with open arms. You did this really cool fan signing. I saw it on your Instagram. It looked really sweet. It almost kind of made me want to be there. Um, can you kind of talk about that fan signing? Because it seemed like there were a ton of people that came. Yeah, it was amazing. We got about 230 or so fans wow. to come to come by, and I was able to shake every fan's hand and look them in the eye and get a picture with them. Um, it was amazing. You know, when you're playing, especially for me as a kicker, I'm trying to stay focused so I can't really talk to the fans or sign stuff during the game. Mm -hmm. After the game, I try to, but – 
I mean, that was a great venue for me to really be able to connect with everybody. And I'd love to, to keep doing those things and connect with everybody in Kansas City. But, um, you know, definitely appreciative and uh, very humbled by, you know, the all the Kansas City fans that were able to make it there. Yeah, well done on your part. That's awesome. Harrison, I've enjoyed this so far. Um, my last question about your season here, and then we actually have some fun questions that we always like to ask everybody uh, on our podcast here. But as you head into the next season, what are some of your goals as a second-year guy? Some of my goals, um, I try to kind of refrain from, from making uh, too many big goals. I just feel like if I just focus on that process and focus on one kick at a time, all life where I'm at by the end of the season. And that's what I did last year. And there were some years at Georgia Tech where I had very lofty goals. I wanted to accomplish this and that. But I think my my eyes weren't focused on the smallest things first, which is just like focusing on this kick and then the next one and then going from there. So I'm trying to refrain from setting too many goals. But um, obviously I'm trying to make every kick, and you do that by going one by one by one. That's, you know, that's great advice. You know, I, I agree. You know, you shouldn't have like too high expectations. You know, we teach, we teach kids at camps, you know, you need to have some realistic goals and some bonus goals. You know, that way they're, they don't just have, Hey, I want to be perfect on my extra points. You know, this next high school season, well, if the first kick gets blocked then it's like, man, that goal just, you know, then right. next thing you know, confidence. So I love your answer there. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, before we finish here in a few minutes, I wanted to ask, you mentioned Graham Gano earlier when you competed with him. Um, you know, is he a mentor now? Is he a friend? Talk about him. He's definitely a mentor. As soon as I left, it was hard. You know, we were, we were really good friends. I was friends with Michael Plarty, the punter there and JJ Jansen, the snapper, but you know, we would frequently like FaceTime before the games together, just like the night before just messing around. But, uh, when I was there, uh, competing with him, he was very generous with sharing with me some of the stuff that he does and, kind of his pregame rituals, things like that, that, you know, you wouldn't really think of in college, or at least I didn't really know of. So he was able to, to share with me a lot of things that have that have really helped me. And also just like the encouraging words, you know, Graham Gano was a great NFL kicker. And he was like, you know, whatever happens with this competition, like either one of us are going to be one of the 32 NFL kickers, like some way, somehow we're both going to be kicking this league at the same time. So he, he had a lot of um, confidence in me and that, that, definitely helped me believe in myself yeah that's just so cool just hearing you say one of 32 kickers and i know you're a very humbled guy but like do you often just i mean even as a young guy just reflect i mean and you're like dang i'm one of the 32 quote unquote best nfl you know best kickers you know out there like what is just hearing that talking like that how does that make you feel it's crazy i mean i still i watch high school kickers now that i'm like wow that's pretty impressive like what they're doing you know Mm -hmm. um there's so many good kickers out there and kind of the theme, I guess, that I've been saying this whole time is, like, what differentiates kickers? And I think it really comes down to uh, their mental uh, capabilities and how they can focus in those pressure situations. Because there's a ton of guys with huge legs, even in high school, um, huge kickoff legs, field goal legs, like a nice stroke every time. But, I mean, can you kick when there's a lot of money on the line? It's a business now in the NFL. You know, can you perform when, when that's all on the line? And I think some people can't, some people can and um, I think staying humble, but staying confident is very important, and um, obviously always working hard. Nice. All right, I got a few fun questions for you here. Uh, one is, you've been you've been in the league for one year now. Uh, name besides Arrowhead Stadium and, and, and being the home stadium, what are three of your other 
favorite stadiums to play in, like where the atmosphere is rolling, and, and, and what, what was kind of a fun experience stadium for you? Fun experience stadium, well, you already mentioned the Texans game. I think just going five for five was really cool, and then it was a night game, and there's just something about, like, they would darken the, the upper stands, and it was almost like you couldn't even see the fans. It was it was like a dream or a – I don't know what, but it was very interesting. Um, I did want to mention BYU, who was a – there was a, it's a college stadium, but we played there my freshman year mm-hmm. on, like, a, a Saturday night game. It was all a uh, whiteout game. You can see the mountains in the background. That was really surreal. Um, nice. And then the Jaguars, you know, I played there for the Tax Slayer Bowl. But the huge jumbotron was really awesome, and then I guess I just got good memories from that game. Um, then other stadiums, I mean, there weren't honestly when you, when your home stadium is Arrowhead, going to the away stadiums, you don't even really notice the noise. So um, yeah, definitely Arrowhead Stadium would be my easily number one stadium for best atmosphere. Harrison, I mean, like I, we checked out your website, I still have it up and checking out right now, buttkicker7.com. There's some clean photos of you, but just the uniforms are sweet, like. What's it mean to you putting on that, those red pants, that red jersey? You know, like, what's it mean to you? Well, it means a lot coming from my uh, Russell uniforms in college. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's awesome, you know, nice. to see the NFL, to see the NFL emblem on them, and like, it's just you're in the NFL. It like still doesn't seem real to me. I know my dad. It still is like hitting him. Like that first game, the Monday night when I'm warming up, I'm looking around like, what am I doing out here? Like I'm one of the 32 <laughs> NFL kickers, best kickers in the world. Right. you know, playing on national television. But, I mean, I think when you start thinking in terms of that, like, wow, this is such a big stage, you're going to be in for some problems. So I was able to just settle in and treat it like a normal uh, college game, high school, you know, practice, you know, just not worry about all the exterior stuff that you can't control. Yeah, you know, I, I just love how you're just so down to earth, you know, humbled guy, uh, passionate, excited about the process. And I think just this podcast, this particular episode, there's been so much value that you've given to, to young listeners and even any Chiefs Kingdom members that are coming over. Just just know you guys have a great kicker, good head on his shoulders. And, and Harrison, we just want to thank you for being on the podcast, man. You've been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Brian and Chris. I love being on here, and I love what y'all are doing. Yeah, thanks, Harrison. Really enjoyed it. Again, love following your journey so far, and uh, we'll be looking forward to following journey next year and then checking in with you every once in a while too you know harrison we just wish you the best of luck man uh you're gonna do great things you already have but um just, just stay stay connected stay in touch uh and we wish you well man will do thank you guys happy marriage all right <laughs> thank you see ya <laughs> see you man yeah. bye yeah have a great day nice chris that, that was an awesome interview just uh really love how down to earth he is man how, how'd you feel about that i enjoyed it uh, connected well with him, you know, and like you said, Chiefs Nation, I mean, they got a special guy. He's going to be around for a while, and uh, it was fun. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of the younger kickers that a lot of the young guys like. Uh, he's super talented. He's got a super strong leg. Uh, I think, you know, the Chiefs should be super excited about this guy uh, moving forward and, and the NFL in general. And, and wow, 250-plus people going to sign – memorabilia with a young kicker that that's awesome i think that beat out like other football players that were just doing regular signings that have household names to them you know and butt kicker seven has a cool ring to it you know yeah yeah i agree so hey guys thanks a lot for listening uh make sure you follow butt kicker seven on social media um 
you know, if you follow us here, we're going to be giving away some of his butt kicker gear. And so stay, stay tuned for those details, and, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. 4DE Nation. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.